One, test the rocket launch, pussy boy, knock it off. Put the taser in your mouth, let it shock your jaws. That'll teach him not to talk. It's too much vagina in your monologue. Why you always got a razor spec? You chopping raw? Nah, Mr. Cartoon, your face don't watch a scar. Start peeling off, Holly Berry, Monsters Ball. We spearfishing, my nigga, you not a carnivore. I'm a connoisseur, worldwide ganja tour. Making moves while you trapped in a revolving door. Pop a large chain swinging like the God of War. They say you guys got fat while everybody starved. That ain't my problem, dog. Was hoping that you got a job. Ain't gotta pull a string to play him like a harpsichord. That ain't no vest on your chest, you probably rock a bra, Fossey boy. I never let these dick riders hop aboard. <laughs> Alright, Dead in Hip Hop, Indie Interview. We are here with the dude Mark Spets. What's going on, man? Man, I'm, I'm great, man. I'm wonderful. I can't never complain. Any day I get up out of bed and, you know, everything's still working. <laughs> I can't complain for shit. My day starts off great as soon as I take my first piss in the morning. You know what I mean? Lovely right now. How everybody doing? How you doing, man? Yeah, it's good to have you back on the show, man. I know um, for some of them that may have seen man, may have you know seen you here before, like we were getting ready for the A3C stuff. A lot of people was, was digging, you know, the stuff you're doing, man. So yeah. it's, it's it's an honor to have you back on, man. Yeah, it's an honor to be here, man. Like A3C was a lot of love, like. Mm -hmm. You know, I came out as like a dark horse in a bunch of spots and people mm -hmm. just saw what I was doing. But you've been putting it down for a minute though. I have, but it's always been a casual thing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I had the Brody the This Is 50 interview machine and shit, you know what I mean? They, um, I seen Jack Thriller out doing some interviews with some people, I don't even remember their names. I was like, alright, just basically told them, yo, I'm gonna spit like 16. And he was like, all right, hold on. Well, you know Jack Thriller, he like, yo, hold on, hold on. So I'm like, all right. So then he got interviewed his cat and had him freestyle. And I was like, oh man, this shit is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this nigga's terrible. Wow. So I spit my 16 or whatever, and I was like, all right, I'm out. And Jack Thriller was like, whoa, 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 hold on. You got to do the official, you know, this is 50 and all that shit. I was like, oh, all right. I didn't even mean to really you know, get on there. I'm just happy from doing these shows and different shit out and about. So like a couple weeks later, I see the shit on This Is 50, like, oh damn. Cause it was like 10 other people freestyling and trying to do different shit. Interviews, it must've been a show or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, he put my shit up. And I was like, oh, and, and the shit was getting views. I was like, oh, okay. It's, sometimes, man, it's just going to show you, like you really have to Brody shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't wait around and just hope that something gonna fall out the sky. You gotta like, you might see somebody getting interviewed with like, oh, he interviewing that nigga. Like, okay, right. in the middle of their interview, I'm gonna be like, yo, can you get me some water? Mm -hmm. Like, hold on, let me jump in here real quick. You know what I'm saying? It's the Philly in me, but at the same time, <laughs> if you want anything, you have to go grab that shit. Mm -hmm. Wait, you said the Philly? Yeah. I thought you were from Jersey. Nah, man. I lived in Jersey. Oh, yeah. Just like okay. I lived in Atlanta. Okay, I thought you were from Jersey. Yeah, I thought you were from okay. Jersey. Too. No, okay. that's, and that's a misconception because if you Google me and shit, one of these um, CD places is going to put me down out of Jersey City. I've oh, never really okay. been through Jersey City. Oh, okay. I lived a couple minutes away from Camden in Jersey, but it was only 
Over the Blue from Philly, where I'm originally from. I'm originally from West Philadelphia, Southwest Philly. And we had moved over to Jersey, and then from there, I was between Jersey and New York, and then I moved to Atlanta, and I've been from Atlanta to Florida to New Orleans to everywhere else right now, you know what I'm saying? But I don't like limitations, like where certain shit where you're from, it really matters, and certain shit is where you learn to adapt. And a lot of Philly, like my hard-headedness and my, I don't care, we'll fight right now. Like every block, whether it's an Irish block, Italian block, black, Jewish, Polish, whatever block, is the same thing. It's people that you love and you'll still fight that motherfucker out there. Like, you know, we got no and that, I mean, but it's, you know, it's real. It ain't no fake, like, oh, yeah, this is my man, or, yo, this is my brother. Like, no, we really scrap, and we'll fight you, too. Like, that's what I kind of learned from a young age, you know what I'm saying? That goes kind of with you anywhere. But other than that, like, I picked up stuff from Atlanta. I picked up stuff from everywhere I've been, you know what I'm saying? That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed yeah. to learn everywhere. You're not supposed to be like, well, I'm from LA and just this is where LA. Nah, nigga, you're supposed to get out of there. And especially if you blessed to get out of there and see what the world is like and then still take it back. I know you, you was in a few places at APC. Like you was like Kevin Nottingham Showcase. Mm -hmm. You did like the True School thing with mm -hmm. ATL. Any other ones that you did? Yeah, I did one that Friday. Um, mm -hmm. That was like a man bites dog um, sponsor joint daytime joint with my man Double A B. Oh, okay. A couple people from their label and they had the um, joint with Rock Marcy and them later that night. My man A G. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did that Friday too. That was fun. Mm -hmm. That was just a cipher like old school house party. They had a couple artists that were on the label performing mm -hmm. and some of Kevin Nottingham artists. A couple people was there performing mm -hmm. and stuff. And me and A B kind of just did it old school like. The DJ was just spinning instrumentals and we just was rhyming like house party style. Like, okay, you getting group home instrumentals, you getting the old mob deep instrumentals. Like, it was some 96, 95 shit where we ain't know what we was gonna be rhyming on. He just threw instrumentals yeah. on. So we did that for like 10 minutes and that was received really well. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Man Bites Dog and all them too. Yeah. Good label, good peoples over there. So, yeah. That was just fun, man. So I had a lot of fun. I splashed out a couple of times at A3C, and I'm I'm still talking to some people from it now, and we talking about doing different things. You know what I mean? This was good. Also, some projects you probably got coming ready to do that you gonna be working on with some artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm working on right now this project with Blockhead. He's a producer from New York. Was on Def Jokes back in the day. Produced like for a lot of people. Um, most prominently Aesop Rock back in like the 90s or 2000s or something like that early but he's produced for a bunch of people you know what I mean he did a um, project on Man Bites Dog as well and, yeah and he did a remix for AB and Rock Marcy that shit is dope too but he's worked with a lot of people and I'm blessed to you know be able to work with him you know what I'm saying he just worked with my dude Billy Woods in New York he's doing an EP with Mike Eagle he's doing another album he's doing a bunch of shit working on he's never he's he's blessed because he's a producer and that's how he's gotten his respect like you know it's people who would die to be able to like oh I can go on tour just with these beats on me and people will come to the show pay me buy my albums with no other artists on there rhyming at all. Like, 
when you could do that, it's official, you know what I'm saying? And I think people overlook the fact that he's a producer too. So he's doing this project with me, it's gonna be hard, like, So, um, let, let's go back to the beginning. Like, when did you first start rapping? Let's, let's kind of, cause of, you know. Oh, me, I'm like. I know, we're gonna, we're gonna get to that. Gonna, um, but, you know, let's just kind of. Can I be a douchebag and put my glasses on? <laughs> I feel like I need to really zone out. <laughs> so, the, um, I started rhyming really in the seventh grade. Like, always I was into poetry. Like, my mom's a writer. My mom's always wrote, you know what I'm saying? Um, just different stuff, so. She was like, you were speaking in complete sentences at two years old. Mm. And that's from having a West Indian upbringing where it was like, yo, you have to read like as soon as you come out the womb. Getting books and all type of shit. And where I was in West Philly and at that time, you know, there was a lot of violence out there and a lot of people being hurt. And like some older kids took a liking to me because I was that dude at four or five years old with the fucking Fisher Price tape deck out on the stoop playing little music or something to tune into the radio and shit. So the older kids had took a liking to me and shit and would give me like comic books and just other different shit to read. Like, oh sure, just, you know, do your thing. Cause I'd be off the stoop, like literally playing video games at the arcade down the block, you know, the corner store, whatever. And I grew up real fast, so I was always writing little shit and drawing. I was always trying to draw. I could do like figures, but I sucked at doing the feet, so that shit ended my drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Get feet down, you know what I'm saying? So I was writing like little poetry and shit, and in the seventh grade, um, this girl, Letitia, was like, yo, you can't rap, da 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 da. And me, and some other dude was like, yo, whatever, we can rap, da, da, da. And I went home that night and I wrote like a little, I don't even know if it was 16, I couldn't count bars at all, but seventh grade was like, I wrote my first rap. You thinking about this girl wrote it and came in the next day and she was impressed by it. And I kind of bagged her with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that was it. And then from then on, I had been doing it on and off, just playing around and then you know, it's competitive up top, man. Especially in that era, like I would be in Philly and then move to Jersey. I would still be in Philly and I'd be in Jersey, and it would be about battling everybody, every block. Yo, you think you spit? Okay, my man over here is nice. Yo, all right, boom, boom, boom. It was that, and that's what I think kids is missing today. Is like the internet and all that is cool, but you really used to have to go to pe in front of people and yep. like, get your respect. And like that's even my name, like Specs. That's why people call me that. It's because when I had dreads back in the day, the rosters and different people would be like, "Oh, Spec, da 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 da." Just respect. So that's like really the meaning of my name. And it's some shit I used to give out the shorties back in the beeper era. Like, yo, this is Mark. That ain't even my name, like, yo. <laughs> I feel blessed, man. Like, I'm, I'm at an age right now where, like, yo, we grew up in it when it was, like, fresh and new, and we know what it is. And the kids that grew up, like, 10 years ago have no idea what the fuck it is. Like, they're creating something that's totally new, 
and it's good, but the thing that's lacking that they're missing is like, this shit is based on wordplay. This shit ain't based on just chanting to the song. It is, but at the same time, like, no, like, if you want to call it hip hop and rap music and all that, people were saying something. People was getting locked up for their words. The feds was getting called in because people was talking and saying something meaningful. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just, Shatter with the batter, boom. Shatter with the batter, boom. Shatter with the batter, boom. Boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even, like, even some of the lighter, M- the lighter MCs, which you would call them back in the day, like Luke and them, like like Fours, they weren't rapping like about anything super hardcore, but it got yeah. you know government involved and shit. One the band, but they was rapping still. Right. Like they put words was, together. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like and the going, thing that they doing now is like yeah. they trying to take the words out of it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I'm like a relic, but at the same time, I'm brand new. I'm retro futuristic because it's like, I understand the principles. Like the joint I put out the other day, Breakfast Club, right? So old school type posse cut where it's like, come in with your bars, whatever you got. And, but it's cat spitting. Now, you know what I'm saying? That's still the bottom line to everything that I do or I'm involved in. It's like, we don't give a fuck about being hot today. Because you look at my man here just said, well, how long you been doing it? Because he might remember me from 96. He might remember me from 99. He might remember me from 2001. He might remember me from 2003. He might have heard of me with Machete Vision. He might have heard of me from, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of different, it's a lot of different things that I've done that's just for heads like us. I don't go out of my way to like oversell myself to regular motherfuckers that's really just liking shit because somebody else like it. I want people to really like my shit. I don't care about 10,000 clicks or 30,000 hits on something for a motherfucker that's just looking at something or might look at the whole shit. But I, I rock for people that's like us, that's on some, yo, that shit you said got somebody fucked up and they told me they fuck with you and this and that, you know what I mean? And that's who I do it for because I'm like that too. I listen to a lot of different shit. I listen to everybody's shit. And I try to absorb something and get motivated or some kind of inspiration, but to be honest with you, it's not out there like that right now. Uh, I'm gonna start with this one. So, um, I came on to you during um, the Machete Vision, and how did you and, and No hook up? Me and No hooked up because it's the same thing I was just saying. Like he fucks with me from Brody Champs back in like 99, 2000, 2001. No been knowing about me just as like, yo, this is Mark Specs from Brody Champs. Like yo, I fuck with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then one of my um my peoples from Brody had knew him from back around then too. Like I have no beat tapes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where the fuck they are, but at one point I had a no beat tape from like 2001. You know what I'm saying? Early no shit. So we've known each other through the years. I saw him at Scribble Jam again in like 2005 and we reconnected like, yeah, fool, da 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 da, we gotta get some shit done. And we, you know, they, I was living life. He was living life touring, doing his shit. He's a hard dude to get in touch with, let alone do music with, do a project with. So it just ended up that when we reconnected on Twitter or some shit back in 2009, 
because it was like, oh, we didn't have each other's numbers. So he sent me a DM with his math, I sent him my math, whatever, we connected. But even before we did the project, it was like, it was just a text. He's like, yo, I'm in fucking Florida working on some movie soundtrack shit, da 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 da. Yo, I'm working on the new Cunnilingus album. And I just was persistent with him though, but I wasn't just hitting him every day. Yeah. It'd be like a month go by, a couple months go by, shit. And I hit him like, yo, what's up? Because it was originally, he was going to do a beat for a, a project I was working on. And he sent me like, when we finally caught up, I think he texted me back like, yeah, I got a package for you or whatever. Da, 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 da. So he finally sent me like 40 beats. And you know me, I'm like, Psh, son, this is an EP in here. And he was like, let's do it. So I went through it, started with one song. I went through, did that one song, embodied it. And then he dipped away for like six months. You know what I'm saying? To work on some other shit. Now it wasn't six months, it was like three to six months dipped away, you don't hear nothing, da 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 I'm like, oh shit, you know what I mean? But he was working on like two projects, finishing yeah. his Dolo album and something else. So I always understood, and that's what you have to realize about people in general is that you can't chase nobody for anything. If shit is gonna come, it's gonna come. You have to put your energy out there for things, but you there's a way to do things without being overbearing. Like you just put the energy out and if it's meant to and you put it out the right way, it's gonna come back. So when he was done with that shit, he came back and he was like, all right, you ready to go? And then when he came back, I had like four songs done. So the next session we had, I did four songs. You know what I'm saying? Like just straight up within like an hour or two. And he was just like, oh shit, we really getting some shit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, we really getting a project. I was like, I told you, I don't fuck around. <laughs> this is how we do. Yeah. So he was like, all right, cool. Went away for another couple months. You know what I'm saying? I think they went on tour. So he was going on tour and came back from tour with like new beats. It was like, yo, I feel like I gave you whatever, whatever, but I'm re-inspired. Here's some new joints. So I went in on those, it was like all smiles. It was a bunch of joints. And in the midst of it, I'm reaching out to, you know, my peoples to get them involved a little bit. It came out and the thing that people ain't realizing was that it was just us 100%. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no ARs, no label involvement. We put our bread up and got that shit done. You know what I'm saying? Mixed, mastered, recorded, everything in house. So I learned a lot from dealing with no, was just that that ethic of you don't need these motherfuckers for anything. You know, you really don't. Yeah, you build up a name and they're good for the marketing, but who's to say what that marketing amounts to for the fact that we have so few examples of it actually providing some some results with longevity. People don't understand it's like so few of us there's like there's people that's like I don't give a fuck about the system I don't give a fuck about this label I don't give a fuck about being accepted on a mainstream level because if you gotta pay 10 million dollars for a marketing budget to make people like you for this span of time because look at the history of all musicians there's a, there's a period when you're hot and then there's a 
then you become the fat Elvis, you know what I'm saying? Or whoever that's just like, damn, this motherfucker is not even, we don't even give a fuck about you at all. You eating? All right, cool. So it's that period. So is you paying all this money for people to like you on some real Patrick Dempsey can't buy me love shit. Wow. <laughs> that's the whole game. The game is can't buy me love. Like you paying these certain entities to blow you up and you hope that enough people are fooled into thinking you talented that you could get some kind of career out of it and be able to do shows and show up and people still care about you. But you gotta keep funneling money into that illusion. You know what I'm saying? Whereas there's a few people who are real talented, but they don't have the fucking money to compete with keeping up illusions. It's like, okay, where's your bread? That's why in our culture, especially with hip hop, it sucks because you could be everybody on your dick Monday and by Thursday, people are like, who? Or they turn against you, you know what I'm saying? Or when they you achieve a certain you. level of success, then all of a sudden they don't like you anymore. Yeah. You know? Hip hop fans, man. Damn hip hop fans. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's messed up. And that's the thing is like with music, people don't understand this too is that it's timeless. It's supposed to be timeless. You can't put a boundary around it. Like, I listen to Brazilian funk from the 60s, I listen to soul music from the 60s, 70s. I listen to a lot of music from the 80s. We still listen to hip hop and all that from the 90s. And for people to be like, yo, this is the hot shit for today and just vibe with it. I feel like the culture is more on some follower shit than people actually liking music. I think people just now in this digital age is taken away from when you heard music before it was at a house party, you was out somewhere, you was at the neighborhood, you was at the corner, you was around people and you saw legitimately like, yo, this the shit. You know what I'm saying? We had that, that vibe was in the air and it didn't matter what kind of music it was. It could have been fucking Bell Biv DeVoe, you know what I'm saying? New edition, whatever. You saw people rocking out and you was like, oh, this the shit. When Michael Jackson came out with his albums, it was a feeling in the air. Now, it just feel like everything is all synthetic. Like, it ain't no feeling to the music. This is such and such person. Why should we listen to him? Oh, because such and such signed them and this is the shit. It's like, oh, word, this is the hot shit now because this person told you this is that? Like, right. do you like the music? Did you listen to it? Right, yeah. Right. Like, a lot of blogs put up shit that they don't even listen to. So it's like, the music is being taken out of the music. Even OGs, where it's like, yo, I'm still getting that home-cooked meal. Like, I gotta warm it up. I gotta sit with it. I gotta eat it properly. Instead of a fucking Happy Meal, where you're like, all right, out the window, all right, cool. Then, uh, Eat it, throw it out. Eat it, throw it out. Shit it out, throw it out. Where you like, yo, I gotta make sure I'm seasoning this shit properly. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I've always looked at it like that. Like, I take time to go to the studio. I take time to write my shit. And I'm a person who I've sold cars before. I've sold a house. You know what I'm saying? I've sold t-shirts, I've sold mixed CDs, I've sold candy in school. Like, I look at it as if I put my time, energy, and my fucking brainwaves into something, I gotta get something out of it. Yeah. 
So I don't look at it ever as, you know, just let me go do a mixtape and give away 27 songs that I just bust my ass to record. Mm-hmm. And hopes that Tommy Matola signed me. Mm-hmm. And you still have people thinking like that. Yeah. Living on their mama couch, living on their girl couch, living on their friend couch, living in the crack house. Like, yo, but I'm going to be in the studio every week cooking up because Young Thug is hot right now. You know, I got homies doing that, not realizing that that following that formula by the time you record your shit, that shit ain't even gonna be hot no yeah, more. Nah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I hope these MCs are watching when they mm-hmm. watch this and they pay attention. Mm-hmm. He's spinning some gems right now. Yes, sir. We just, we finished the album last May. I'm probably gonna do like another four or five joints. But it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be aggressive, it's gonna be masculine, it's nothing, you know, I'm gonna be able to see, you know, fit into my pants when I listen to this. I'm not gonna have to, you know, get my girl pants out the closet and put my shit on to listen to this shit. This is gonna be like an aggressive, like, no nigga, I'm not painting my toenails while I'm listening to you rap, like, fuck that. This is that, go outside, we playing football in the street. You know what I'm saying? Tackle full contact football on the concrete. Like, <laughs> you know, this is not two hand touch. I'm not grabbing a flag out your pants. I'm not doing that. So that's, that's coming out. It's definitely going to come out in 2014. But I'm working on that. And I'm working on a comic book with a bunch of um, black cartoonists. And yeah, it's going to be like an all. And not to say nothing's wrong because of my music. I usually do it with like. Caucasian and you know different other kind of producers and then my artwork is like all black triple blackness so get on my <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?